Cassie and Corey. Episode 6 Moonlit Slugs Look, you can see his brown shoulders rolling in the moonlight. There's still time to get him. Corey is just a huge larvae. A huge poopie wiggling his way through a London park. No, he doesn't look like that. He doesn't. Uh, who are you talking to? Are, are you just going to stand there? My name is Anna. I would say that Cassie is probably my best friend. I first met Cassie in eating disorder clinic at St George's. She was sat on one of those oversized reinforced chairs for fat people to sit in. She looked so tiny, like a tiny magical fairy with really grey skin but fierce eyes. We just clicked. Since then I keep an eye on her. If you want to know exactly why I have had to mire us all on an electric mobility scooter in Norbury Park at 2.30am, you're going to have to listen from the beginning. If you are too fat and too lazy to do so, just listen to the music. isn't hurting. My head isn't hurting. Oh my god. Oh my god. It will get better. My head. My head is flipping hurting. What the hell? No trespassing. Trespassers will be composted. What is that? It's so big. I don't know if it's the moonlight or if I'm very hungry, but that vegetable looks mm. tasty. Very, very tasty. All I have to do is just jump down on it, bury my face in it, slurp it up, get with it, eat my way inside it. I'm afraid, slug, if you touch my courgettes, I'll be entitled to use all force. And I assure you, that it is probably rather more than you're used to. Yeah. Oh my lord, he has guns. He, he, he has guns. Run, Cory! Oh my god, Cory, run! Run! Oh, not again. Just run! That's it. Just slither away. You don't move a muscle. Don't shoot. I'm done. what happens. This is what happens when you say, Hannah, I don't need you anymore. Things escalate, don't they? It's not my fault. You're so easily fed. Easily led. I know exactly what I said. This is serious now. Yes. You're a common garden rich white girl with ADHD and an eating disorder. 
You're not the hero. Shut your stupid face! Remember, when you took that picture of him in Clue as you walked over him, you put it online. Hashtag Thinspiration. Think of all the girls you inspired to take control of their lives. You did good. One day, he will find out about that. You need to make good decisions now. Weigh things up very carefully, like you do your food. Who is ever going to take you to a restaurant when you have to take your own Tupperware with you? Please, Anna, leave me. Now. I'll go when we have achieved our aim. Got that? I'll go when you're safe. Turn left. That's where the gate is. When you get through, keep going. Think you won't need me if you get into the Brit School. Think there'll be no pressure. Think there'll be no other girls. Think you'll be near the top of the list. No. You'll need me more than ever. Why did you stop? Because I hate you! No, you don't. And... And he can't run! Because he's fat. And sometimes you have to try to be the one. He's going to make you ill again. They'll put in a tube again. Call the police on your phone. Do it now. Tell them that you saw a black man with a gun. Yes. Tell them that. That you've been kidnapped. That's what the security guard is going to do. He will implicate you. You need to do it first. No. But worst of all, you're going to make him ill. If you don't do something, you will be the one to make him blind. No. You know I'm right. Oh, God. I just remembered something else about my mighty security kidnap training. Stop market syndrome. When you have been kidnapped and you begin to sympathize with your kidnappers, you want to help them. You must be careful of this. Hey, you are growing wise, Jason Okutebo. This is your chance to escape. Lord in heaven, why am I even here? Jason Okutebo! Jason! Jason! Mr. Ebo! But he is calling my full name. My name. I am not a zero hours man. I am Jason Okute Ebo. I am coming my mountain if I can find my way. Cassie! Jason Okute Ebo! They're not coming back. Here, try this. I ain't eating that. Go on, pick it straight from the stem. This is lettuce. Now this, this is chard. And this, this is celery. It has a wonderful savoury taste. Can you taste the moonlight in it too? Also, put your ear to this. Rhubarb. It pops when it grows. Two guns is double mad, though. Oh, with slugs, it's very personal. I ain't no slug. Of course not. But for a moment in the moonlight, the way you looked at the vegetables, you had that slug energy. They get very excited before they commit evil. The second your back is turned and the moon is up, you can hear them chewing. Well, maybe they can't control themselves. Oh, yes, they can. You should see them slither when I wave the guns around. They know exactly what is going on. They are envious of my success at the Lambeth County Show. Oh, I'm worried that your friends might have done themselves a mischief on some bamboo in the dark or some such. Could you call them again? Yo, Cassie! Yo, Jason! Come back! He's okay. He's a farmer. He's just a black farmer. There are only two in Britain. 
His name is Wilfred. Uh, he speaks posh like you, Cassie. Uh, but he's black. You don't think they'll call the police, do you? That would be very inconvenient. No, I, I, I don't think so. Well, I won't delve too deeply, but... Corey, I do have to say that you are singularly a very big boy. I'm fat. You can say it. You can even say obese if you like. Dr. Simeon said a third of the British population is obese. She doesn't understand why they don't tell everyone else to shut the F up and take over the country. I ain't alone. You're allowed to be fat in drum and bass music anyway. It makes you stand out. <laughs> they call it timber. Oh, you're in music? I'm going to the Brit school. And Cassie too. Uh, we spit bars. Spit bars? Let me ask you something. Have you ever been outside the M25? Taken the plunge into the rest of Britain? <laughs> they're all racist outside the M25. No, Corey, they're not. You might have to grit your teeth for a minute if they use the wrong words, but they're not racist. Most of them are more kind than you can imagine. Why you ask? Well, I just get the feeling you would like it out there, in the fields. Well, what do you spit about? Stuff. I'm all ears. What? I'm listening. Old people don't listen. Well, go on. You won't like it. Go on. I was in a family once and now I'm not. Because when I got to the top of the stairs, it stopped. The nice lady smiled as I put the pram down. And I stared at the kid who saw my clown. His big eyes blink. You must be mad to think for a moment you're better than my dad. I smile back, but I think this is as close as I get to a house, a girl, a place, a kid and a pet. I know it's mixed up, but I always ask when a lady, a baby and pram go past if I can help them just up the station stairs. Because a ten-second family is the one that cares. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> when I was young, it was called toasting. I was the oldest of eleven brothers and sisters. Eleven. Try getting your parents to listen to you when there are eleven of you. <laughs> the noise, the tears, the pain as you get a comb pulled through your afro by a mum who always has a cue in front of her for something. You know, the only piece I ever got was going to my father's allotment. I used to bring home the vegetables for dinner. Uh, we used to eat pig's foot. Pig's foot! <laughs> you know why we used to eat pig's foot? Ah, your security guard has returned. <laughs> Let the man mountain go free, or you'll feel the power of my mighty security training, and the Lord Jesus will come down on you! Hey, Jesus, stop! No, stop, stop, please. This... This is Wilfred. Wilfred, this is Jason. Put the stick down. Uh, go on, go on. I'm so sorry about the guns. Would you like a cup of tea? Uh, he is one of the only black people to have gone outside the M25. Well, that's huh? not quite right. This is his allotment. He likes to be judged for the quality of his vegetables. And not the colour of my skin. And don't touch his courgettes. OK. He was about to tell me why he eats pig's foot. Pig's foot? Yes. Is that like a bushmeat, eh? Like a monkey fist? I ate monkey fist in Nigeria when I was a child. Uh, no. Uh, uh, lift the cup up, would you? Uh, oh. Thank you. Mm, when you're poor, when you're a slave, and you are dependent on the plantation owner to feed you, what cuts is he going to give you? Hmm? 
He's going to give you the worst bits. The bits of a pig that walked in the mud, the fattiest bits. And when you see it, what are you going to do? You're going to use every spice at your disposal to make what you got taste great. Because that is what life makes you do. And you know what? You might do such a good job with the spice, so much you forget it is a foot. And you will also forget the mud. You might grow to love it because it is given to you by a mother with great love. It might even become a celebration of all the things you've been through. That is soul food. They don't sell soul food in Metro Express. And you, uh... <coughs> Jason Ekute Ebo. You like this allotment, Jason? Ah, oh, yes, uh, very much. It's like an open-air Metro Express. It has no staff in it. At first I thought it did not need security guards because people are so honest. But I can see you have guns. Oh, only against the slugs. Ah. Let me tell you what else I saw. I saw that in Metro Express, all the convenience and factory foods around the outside aisles. The vegetables are hidden in the middle. So, busy people come in and get the fast factory food. They don't even notice the vegetables. Here, the moon shines on them to show you the way. Oh, huh? I get it. Wilfred, hmm? I get uh, it. Uh, oh, 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 here's your other friend with another stick. You get away from him. Delighted to meet you. Cassie. Sorry I left you, Corey. Sorry I ruined the scooter. Cassie, my headache has gone. I, I know what the Brit school want. I know it. I realised it talking to this man. And then after being famous and, and the glory and stuff, I'm going to be a farmer. The guy from JLS went to Brit school and now he's a farmer. You were in JLS? I'm afraid to say I haven't got any idea what you're talking about. We can get the scooter out of the mud. Let us go back to the Brit school. I know it is God's plan. What? No! We have to go to St George's. Corey, please, just think about it. Wilfred, you used to come to the Brit school with us. All of us arriving in style on the scooter. Slugs, my boy. They'll be chewing the moment my back is turned. Look, I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to return to my shed right now and turn the lights out and get some rest. Are you coming, Cassie? No. No? We ain't that far now. We're nearly there. I can't. I... I called the police. Eh? What'd you do that for? Oh, dear. Corey, you've stolen an electric scooter from a hospital. You've held up a Metro Express. By accident. You've kidnapped a security guard. I smashed a shop window. This is true. All by accident. You've nearly had a shot by a weirdo farmer. Charming. Episodes. Enough is enough. Someone somewhere has to say no. You're not well. You've got to go back. No. You need to hear the truth. Corey, we're not good at bars. You don't mean that. I've said it. The Brit School is never going to happen. We are good. We're not good. And drum and bass isn't art. Are you saying I'm too fat? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. God knows what your blood pressure is now. The headaches. That's not normal. Taking six paracetamol at a time isn't normal. It was codeine. And I like myself the way I am. You don't. Why do you say that four hours ago, hmm? Before you agreed to come? You're trying to sabotage me. It's not your fault, Corey. You don't understand, Cassie. I'm cured. I know where I am. You're ill. I'm not. You don't get better just like that. It doesn't work like that. Three weeks' time, you'll be back to Tasty Bites or whatever it's called. You need help. This is Anna, not you. What? This is Anna's plan. 
She's trying to take control. Stop it. You're just leaving me contactless no. like everyone else. No, Corey, please. I know sometimes I like to take control still, but now is not one of those times. Yeah, right. I know the facts. Once you have been starved like you were, you were never the same. Your brain is different. You're mad, like really mad. You don't mean that. It's true. You don't care. It's fine. I'll walk, whatever. Corey, Corey, you're making it worse. You know what company means? Why do you think we are stupid? Hmm? It means people around. It's Latin. Company with bread. Company. You're each other's bread. Take a chance. Eat. Love. <laughs> Eat. Love. And that is why the thieves steal all the croissants in Metro Express. What? They are lonely. Eh? Shoplifters are lonely. They are stealing love. I have learned a lot tonight. If the thief wants to steal the croissant before they leave the shop, let them. They need love. Metro Express does not need contact as it needs love. Jason Ikote Ebo will not tackle the thief. No, 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 no. He will hug them. There'll be unexpected love in the bagging area. Come, Cassie. What do you say? I can't go back to being ill. I can't. I, I can't. Come on. We need to get out of here. That's when I hate myself the most, I think. His eyes are full of tears. There's so much stress in his face. Years of knowing that something isn't right in the world. Years of staying in his room. Years of looking at himself in disbelief. He takes a few steps forward. And then his knees give out. He then gets back up. He falls down again. He begins crawling on his hands and knees. Don't touch me! Don't touch me! I can get them myself! Don't touch me! And he looks at me. I see the same look he gave me at the clinic. The look I never wanted to see again. Like he is stuck under the wheels of a truck, but still alive. You, Cory Mountain, love will help you put down the knife and fuck my friend. But first, first we need to... Have your stomach removed so you can feast on life. Oh God, I can't, I can't. Quick, catch him, his eyes are bulging. Come, we will help you walk. We will carry you to the hospital. And then after, we will carry you to the bridge school. You come too. I'm scared. I'm really scared. I don't want to die. What if they run home blood halfway through? Who said you were going to die? And anyway, we're the same blood type. Jam. You can have my blood also. I will give it free of charge. Will you be there when I wake up? Yes. Will you be there if I don't wake up? Yes. Sir, can you hear us? Can you tell us your name? He's not responding. His name's Corey. Help him. Has he taken anything? Just choco milk and some codeine. He stole them, but it's fine. No, he's not like that. Is he armed? Someone mentioned a gun? No. No, no, no. Okay. Control, can you dispatch an ambulance? Norwood Park, 
Green Lane entrance, 200. We're going to carry through this. Yep. Okay. Stay with me. We're cool. Okay. Sir, an ambulance on the way. So, welcome to the Brit School. Um, what are your names? This is Cassie. Hi, this is Corey. Hi, I am Jason Ikoti Ebu. We wanted to come a year ago. Okay, where are you from? We're from South London. Okay, and what's the dream? Uh, we want to spit bars and make drum and bass. We would all like to go to the Brit School. I, I know, I know, I look old, but I'm not. <laughs> and, um, and who do you want to be as famous as? We want to be as famous as no one. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be untouchable stars. Yes, we are enough as we are. When you're ready. Want to start? Start on the four. Mm-hmm. One, two, one, two, three, four. Trying to make a wrist gleam And you can do it too If you're listening to this speech 
So that's how it all happened. That's how Corey and I got well. That's how we got our first contract. The rest is history. This music is our gift to you because we have been there. We have been to the edge of the night to find our soul. If you are locked in and you want out, just grab your phone, put on your headphones, stick on Cassie and Corey, and walk. Walk and walk and walk and I promise you around one of those corners there will be space in the air just for you and once you are in it it will all make sense and if the sheep shearing hasn't been enough for you or the prize winning courgette you might want to head over to the spoken word tent where local drum and bass stars Cassie and Corey will be performing a download from their latest work. Is that right? Download? <laughs> I will have to ask my granddaughter. <laughs> you have just been part of Cassie and Corey. Cassie was played by Harriet Maine. Corey was played by Twain Barrett. Jason was played by Yinka Awani. Wilfred was played by Jude Akawudike. Dr. Simeon was played by Victoria Hock. The Nurse was played by Rosie Addison Dunn. The WPC was played by Phoebe Stringer. The Volunteer was played by Yasmin Arden. The Teacher was played by Christopher Hogg. If you like the story, why not tell a friend? There are 900,000 podcasts out there. Without you, we are invisible. No one likes to be invisible. So bash out a quick review on iTunes and help get the story to the people who might need it. You can also tell us whether we should do a second season. Yes, we should. The story was written by Christopher Hogg, and it was brought to you with the assistance of Arts Council England. All the bars were composed by GTA, Girls Take Action. That's Lady DJ V-Dubs, MC NME, MC Wiser, and Lady Blazer. You can get to know them all at girlstakeaction.co.uk or better, follow them individually on Instagram. The theme that you are listening to is Wilfred's dub theme composed by Dan Donovan. Cassie and Corey was produced by Jeremy Mortimer. The sound design was by John Wakefield. It was engineered by Matthew McGuinness and John Wakefield. Broadcast assistant was Tom Holmes. It was a fifth quarter production, the same team that made the BBC award-winning Rathband podcast. Special thanks goes to everyone at NHS, but especially Dr. Simon and Serena Chapman who provided the inspiration for the story and tons of medical knowledge. This script would not have been what it is without the help of Steve Harper and Lisa Sperlin at the amazing Theatre 503. Not to forget the shining heart of gold that is Yasmin Arden and the insight of Cassie Barraclough and the deeply gorgeous Gabrielle Akemo who lent us the words in the early days. Oh, 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 oh my, we nearly forgot to thank Mr. Wilfred Emmanuel Jones, 
the one and only, the original, the real black farmer. Check him out. His passion for food is only matched by the deliciousness of the food he makes. Thanks also goes to Natalie Wilson and everyone at the Theatre Centre for their assistance in working with schools. If you want something else to listen to, check out Radio Elusia, brought to you by Boundless Theatre. Search for at Boundless Abound for more details. If you feel like you'd like to find out more about any of the issues raised by this podcast or would like to produce the stage version of Cassie and Corey, yes, please make your way to CassieandCorey.com where you'll be able to find all the help you need. It was recorded at the Delia Derbyshire Studio at Royal Holloway, University of London, with the kind support of Professor James Bennett at the National Centre of Immersive Storytelling, the Story Futures Academy. People sometimes ask, how can they support the show? Well, if you'd like us to make another season, yes you do, then why not come and buy Cassie and Corey merch from the website, CassieandCorey.com. That's C A S. S-I-E-A-N-D-C-O-R-E-Y dot com. Come and have a look. Maybe you will find some unexpected love in the bagging area.